0: We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk Okay, so we thought it would be a worthwhile thing to take a kind of a stock check on the message so far. So if you were with us when we were at Robert Clark, we took a time to test each other on our understanding of the message that's coming. Now, if you're, you're new and you've not heard the message... Try and kind of listen in or grab someone that looks like they're an old-timer for this place so they can help you. But what we're going to do is, in a few seconds, if you're on Zoom, you're going to go into a breakout room. But otherwise, um, with two or three people around you, I want you to discuss together and tell each other what is the current message that God's been bringing to us for the last few months and then I'm going to give you a little presentation which is my assessment of the message so far. You will grade each other against the message that I present <laughs> by, give, by holding up your fingers between 0 and 10, 11 if you've, got, if you've got that ability and for those that are on Zoom at this point if you turn your cameras on and you put your fingers up to the screen as well so we can see what score your partner got as well, then we can kind of see who, who are really on the ball. Is it the people that are in the room or the people that are in the Zoom? Um, okay, so your two minutes to discuss with each other what has been the message for the last few months. Go. Jesus has come to us. Okay. Revelation three right. so he twenty stands my little at the door, door not whoever so opens the door, so door to him are, he will come and feast with that person. Well, we believe God he has been given us the message to come close to us, and He wants, therefore, to give us a sight of Him. A sight of His holiness changes us, and we're invited into a relationship with this holy God. When we see Him, it does two different things. First of all. It gives us a desire. A desire to be with him, a desire to be like him, a desire to please him, and to bring others to know him. The other thing a sight of God does, is it begins to transform us into his image. As we look, look at him, we become like him. When these things happen, that transformation, that desire, We find the things that he did, we are now, we want to do those things and we're able to do those things. As he holds his arms open, we can hold our arms open like he did. And so he's bringing us, therefore, to a decision. As we catch a fresh sight of who he is, It causes us to desire and to be able to renew our covenant to him. It's as if we're falling in love with him all over again. We recognize his lordship. It leads us to want to commit to each other again. To really love because we can love with his love because we've seen him and that's transformed us and we can have this commitment to the vision that God's given us as lifeline, which is ultimately to live out the values, because when we see him, he is actually all values. All of the things that we hold dear to is who we see him to be, and that makes, as we become like that, we become salt and light in the earth, and that's what God's called us to do wherever he's placed us, to be like him, and that's our vision. And so we're coming to this point of celebration where we're saying, indiv- where, we, where, where we have each individually caught sight of him, leading us to desire and have the ability to renew our covenant. We want to celebrate this together. And then that leads us to then begin to think what could this look like? What could we be like as a group of people if. Everyone has caught sight of him, now has that desire, now is being transformed. When you look at us from a corporate perspective, we move together, we've all got the same goal, i.e. to meet the king and see his kingdom come. Okay, right, now, score time. So I want you to hold up your fingers, grading the person that you just spoke to. How well did they capture this message? I'm seeing a four, I'm seeing a three. I'm seeing a six. Ten. Oh well, yeah, probably should do. Okay. Is that a nine, Andy, or is that a 10? Not nine. Okay. We've got a six over there, Five, five, five. How are we doing online? We've got a four. Ooh, Sue Griffin with a with a Wiggly 10. Okay, santa has got a 10 there. Okay. OK. All right, a real mix, a real mix. Anyone got under five? Okay, all right, so there's still some some work to do there, so that's, that's fine. Okay, so let's introduce today. So, still looking at the covenant renewal. Now... At this time, God's inviting us to renew that covenant with him, with each other, and with the vision of the church. In order to sustain such a commitment to him, God brings us back to catching that fresh sight of him. When we see him, we desire, and we're transformed into his likeness, then it's actually possible to love him and each other the way that he intended. So last Sunday, we took time to focus on what is the new covenant about? What what has he made with us? And the hope, of that, the hope and the truth of that hopefully hit you all over again as it did me. So this week we're going to take that, that a little bit further. So we've done the, the, the recap of the message so far. So now John's going to come up and he's going to help us explore how might one express their commitment to God? What might that look like? Then we're gonna explore how is our commitment and relationship with God linked to our relationship and commitment to each other. And finally, he's gonna talk about how might one express their covenant to each other. So by the end of today, you should be able to answer those questions,
1: okay? Well, haven't we had some fun? Now you have gotta listen to the boring bit. That's why they turned the mic off. You cannot but get a little bit excited, can you? When you hear testimonies, oh, thank God for what He did for Tracy. Yeah? Isn't that exciting? And it was a bit good what He did for Henry and the family. And then we've been hearing... That See, I, I ought to have a drama, to, I got, because everybody's now looking a little bit sort of, yeah, we've got to listen to him now. Can I, couldn't I have a drama or do something, you know, just to keep you happy? Oh, actually, I just remembered, I don't have to entertain you. <laughs> Praise God. We just <laughs> have to share the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. But see, no, I can't help but think, that there are times, uh, times of expression, times of, of bubbling over with what God's doing. And uh, we're, not, we're not that brilliant at that. We understand that. We're a bit restricted with our, you know, those of you that are born in this country and those of you that have come to this country and got in, infected with the limitations of the culture. But, you know, I was just thinking when Richard was reading that and reading about book coming in and everybody in the city celebrating and going mad, there are times when it's good to just express our, ourselves before God in whatever way we're, we're comfortable to do it. And one uh, mind went back um, to uh, various times in, in Zimbabwe and uh, particularly at George Moyos' uh, <laughs> church. And there's a particular Zimbabwean way. Um, and he, there are times when he said, you can't come yet. Uh, or we'd get there and we'd have to sort of wait round the corner or something like that. And then everybody would go out from the building. And especially the, I think especially the women would line up uh, and you'd go through two lines and they would lay their kind of shawls down and you had to walk on them which I felt a bit embarrassed about really because it's a bit dirty and dusty there but they were looking beyond that and then they would do their special is it what is it called is, we got some Zimbabwean somebody here to you, you know where they I can't do it but
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's the word for it you you okay it's quite a special sound but what I welcome what an engagement. I mean, uh, I'm, li- I'm glad when we, when we get to heaven that we'll not be separated into different sort of nationalities. We'll all be merged into one kingdom of the people of God. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be released from the limitation of culture and the miserable look on my face. <laughs> which you have to look at and because you've looked at it for so long, you've become like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but God is good, yes? Yes. yes. Right. Uh, what, was, what we're going to do today, um, we're kind of breaking a little bit with some response. and We use songs to respond uh, so that we can kind of work along together. Yeah, does that seem good? Yeah. Yes, that's good, yes, all Right. Okay, so they've kind of hidden my notes, so I can't see what I'm actually reading, but that's all right, it's really Uh Thank you, Richard. All right, now, Jamie gave us some intro. Um, I wanna go on a little bit from that, um, and this is about expressing our covenant to God. I'm going to quote, um, many of you have read John Piper. He's a very um, highly recognized uh, Christian Mm. teacher. He said this, it isn't enough just to believe the gospel or the new covenant facts. Truth of the matter is the devil does that. The devil believes it. You've got to see something beautiful shining back off of the gospel facts. If it isn't life to you, you shouldn't feel condemned or try harder. That's that's not what, not in the plan of God. It doesn't work. But we make a response. And the response is to come back to Him, Lord, let me see you afresh. See, I want us to understand, folks, this is not about kind of being marked out of ten. This is not about trying harder. This is about simply saying, Lord, I'm coming to you. And that's what I want us to do. To come back to him. Lord let me see you afresh. In fact everybody, anybody could do this. It's not too often to do it. To actually see him afresh. And I want the uh, the excitement and the wonder of this new covenant. <laughs> to be something that just... I, it, as I've looked at it, you know, uh, and spent time considering this, there's something, you know when you look at something and, and, and you're looking with God's help, something and the awe and wonder of that, and reading some of those scriptures that we shared last week, I, I want everybody to have the benefit. So it's not about trying, but it is about responding to God. So here's an opportunity. If you feel that you're not quiet, it isn't life to you, uh, there's something more, then let's join together in this prayer. I think we might, let's stand for this. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Now, this is not necessarily, you've never done this before, but I would reckon It's unlikely that there's a single person here that wouldn't want to see more. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. Lord, we want to see you. We want the reality of this. Thank you, Lord, for your patience. Thank you, Lord, for your persistence. Thank you, Lord, for drawing us to this place at this time. Thank you, Lord, for for pausing us here over these weeks lord we want to see you and lord because of the love that you've placed in our hearts we want our brothers and sisters to share in this hear our prayer lord let this day be a special day thank you lord right take your seats That is the hunger of our heart. I don't want anybody on the outside looking in. Let's come back to something else that John Piper said. God is most glorified when I find my satisfaction in him. That's the question. What pleases him? He is the king of kings. He is the lord of the universe. So he puts in us the desire to keep his commandment he enables us to keep his command but praise god is not a kind of out of body experience he's made us body soul and spirit so we have feelings isn't that good aren't you pleased yeah. i mean life without any feelings well, sometimes we think that might be a good thing, but you know, nah. The only issue is we're not led by our feelings; we're led by us by the Spirit. The Bible says as many of the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, so we have to be led by the Spirit. Feelings are there; feelings follow, and that's good because He's made us with them, so we can wholeheartedly and totally enter in. So I don't just express my commitment when I feel like it, it's when I've determined that's what God wants. <coughs> and then feelings follow. So we said before, if we'd set out to go somewhere, say we're going from London to Birmingham, I think is what we said before, not each time that we're on the road that we see a sign Birmingham of 50 miles, Birmingham 40, do we stop and debate, is that where we want to... Do we really want to go there? No, it's confirming that that's our direction, that's where we're going. It might not be an easy journey. M1, traffic jams, two things seem to go together. I might find the journey tough, but I don't question that I still want to go there because I'm led by the Spirit, not by... Oh, I don't feel like it today. Oh, I'm not up for it today oh, that's okay, because we're not limited and we're not determined by feelings. (coughs) We've made that decision and God empowers us. We're sustained by the power of God, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In fact, it goes beyond that. I love that verse in Psalm 40. I delight to do his will. Now, back way back in my... Past in a very legalistic sort of background. I don't know, we kind of, I guess because of all the legalism, but we kind of got the view that if it was pleasant or enjoyable, it couldn't really be God. You know, it had to sort of hurt. Um, that if you were going to fall in love with somebody, that to be exceedingly undesirable and ugly. You know, it's like, you know, it sounds strange, doesn't it? That if it was good, if you enjoyed it, 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 it yeah, that can't somehow be God. It should hurt. It should be painful. It should be against the grain. My goodness me, how do we get into these states of mind? I delight! It's a joy to do your will. There's a joy that comes beyond anything in the natural, to do his will. I delight to do it. Get to express the love to God, and he receives it. Wow. Expression of love is not just thrown somewhere out into the heavens. Received by the God of creation. When you demonstrate whether it's where you make a confession of loving God, or, as we've just said, when you choose to keep his commandment, one of the primary ways that we show our love to him. That's not something sort of tossed out and thinking, oh, we may swing around a bit in the heavens. No, it's a delight. They're received by the God of creation. The Bible says the odour of the sacrifice please the Lord. Genesis 8. We can bring a smile to the face that is too holy to be seen simply by bringing our sacrifice. Romans 12, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. Think it's a good idea to please God? Three of us do? Yeah? Okay. Okay. What a joy. What a sad thing. Um, Love that's not returned is a one-way thing. I think the word, somebody who's good at English, I think it's unrequited love. Yes, unrequited love. Very, very painful thing. To love somebody, but they don't love you. This is not what we're dealing with here. This is not unrequited love. It's, an amazing, it's amazing to express love for one another, but when it's, when it's reciprocated, I am his prize and he is mine. And I want us to, to, to join in again to the expression of that. Hopefully it will help us to actually grasp it. Uh, there's something about... Um, stating something it's one thing to listen but it's another thing to actually pick it up and state it and so we'll use this song and uh, should we stand again it's not a bad idea is it the king of love is my delight James chapter 4 says this come near to God and he will come near to you come near to God and he will come near to you Song of Solomon, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. This is a love relationship. This is a two-way thing. This is what God has done for us. Do you feel you haven't got much to express? Well, it's God that puts the love in your heart for him. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. If he hadn't of started this thing off, there we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be loving him. He decided to set his love upon you. Just look at somebody that's looking very sour and serious, probably sitting next to you, and say, he decided to put his love on you. (laughs) So it doesn't... It matters, but this is not the issue. If you feel you haven't got much to express, remember it's God that puts the love in your heart. We love him because he first loved us. Moses actually requested to see him but was denied. Imagine what Moses would say today under the new covenant. We are the children of the new covenant. The Spirit of God lives within. We honour this new covenant by enjoying being wrapped up in his loving arms, sensing and enjoying his presence. And so we have this opportunity to express that one to another. How do we express that love, that covenant one to another? Hmm. Well, let's take another little little sort of exercise on that. Do it in the breakout rooms as well, but maybe with somebody near you. In your experience, when you've been touched by God, how has this led to a greater expression towards each other? Shall I give that to you again? In your experience, when you've been touched with God, when you've been refreshed in his presence, how has that, what does that affect? been on you in terms of an expression of love to somebody else. Yeah? What difference do you feel? What action did you take? Yeah? You feel God's love. God does something in you. It causes you. See, I don't think it's possible to be refreshed in the presence of God and not emerge without loving our brothers and sisters more. Let's take a little moment because that person sitting next to you, they might not be convinced. So you have to say to, well, when God touched me, when God stirred my heart, it caused me to, uh, you know, put up with your miserable face. No, don't say that. No, no, that wouldn't be nice. But something that God stirred in you. You're allowed to talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be the person next to you. You can get up and go to somebody if you wish. You've got two minutes. Breakout rooms, two minutes. All right. Our covenant to God is expressed by a covenant to one another. What, do we, what does that mean? How ability to love God is expressed by our ability to love God, to love one another with the love of God. This is how all men know you're my disciples, that you love one another. The Bible says that we are like him in love because he places his love in us. This is not something we're trying to sort of drum up inside. This is what he does. He changes us from just loving ourselves, first, last and always, to actually being different, being changed, having the ability to reach out. What a precious and wonderful thing. It's not that what we have to do, it's what we have been equipped to be able to live in. Let me read this, Philippines 4. I have received full amount, full payment, and have more than enough. This is Paul writing to the Philippines. I'm amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. Here's the bit I wanted you to get they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did for me. Let's let that sink in. We express his love. It leads us to action, attitude. And he says, that's just as though you've done it directly to me. I mean, this is awesome. Let's look at the example of giving in the context of giving and offering. This was Paul um, writing to the Corinthians, uh, actually talking about the Macedonians and and, and the way they'd given so sacrificially. that Their action was prompted by their love for God. This is what he says. They exceeded our expectations. And this, this is the very basis of giving that I believe that we should constantly live in. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then, by the will of God, also to us. So we give ourselves first to the Lord, and then He empowers us to give ourselves one to another in a love relationship. And out of that is the sort of giving. We don't go in for trying high-pressure offerings and uh, squeezing money. I hate that stuff. I, I find that repulsive. It's so contrary. But teaching to give according to God's plan and purpose. I might have told... I probably told you this story, but, you know... What can I say? Some of you sat here nigh on 40 years listening to the same stories, and you're still here. So, I was at this conference in a, let's say, in an African country not to be named. And I, I, I didn't like these conference things. A big conference, lots of speakers, kind of gets sort of competitive. They had this thing, quite a common thing. If you're not the speaker on that night, you might be asked by the conference chairman, "Would you like to raise the offering?" So he came to me. He wasn't speaking that night. He said, "Would you like to raise the offering?" I said, "Yes, fine. Be happy to do that." Um, I, I have a way of doing it. I'd like to just mention to you. I give people all the reasons why they should not give. I mean, the poor guy nearly had a heart attack. But he recovered quickly, so I think we'll get somebody else to do that. Because giving has to be first to God. This idea of one you, ever you do to one another, you do also unto me. So loving action towards others comes from a transformed heart. It's been transformed by an experience of a loving God. Oh, can you not remember that? Some of you, it's a long time ago. Some more recently. But something changed from within. It's not a, not a behavior modification. This is something changing from that being essentially self focused to somebody that's able to actually care and love for others. Oh, What a wonderful miracle. Transformed heart. Love isn't something we say, love is something we do. When we're touched by his pure love, we're enabled to love others with his pure love. Not that corrupting love, that's self-serving. God is love, and when we love each other, we demonstrate God. The Bible says, by this everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. The ability to love with the love of God. So we've decided to express this covenant to God within this particular company of people, church, in a particular way. This is not some kind of extra sort of special uh, kind of super covenant or uh, super sect or anything like that. No, 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 no. This is This is standard, biblical, loving relationship. This is wholly biblical. We could, in fact, work this out. We could do this with any born-again believer that's living under the lordship of Jesus. But we have conspired together to be a representation of God on the earth by loving one another and living as though we do. Not that complicated, but very real. Could do it with anybody that wants to serve God and come under the Lordship of Jesus. But God has brought us together to actually live in that expression. And boy, do we thank God for that. So let's think about it. If you've had a sight of God... I know you'll want to be living out his call on your life and you want to know where he's joined you for this purpose. Because that is the purpose of God. Actually, we've never been in the business of sort of slick advertising or trying to persuade people uh, to be part of the church because we want everybody that's part of this body, part of this company, part of this particular expression to actually know that's what God wants for them. That's the important thing. Not that we're pressurising people in any form. Obviously, we're excited to see people looking in because our heart, God's heart, is towards receiving God's people. That's why we want people, and we always give an opportunity for people to understand our vision, which is basically our values. We don't have a vision that we're going to be this number by this time or uh, have this many branches by this. That's never been us. Our vision is our values. To live them out. And of course, we fully recognize some people would journey with us for a period of time and that's perfectly okay in the plan of God. Some will come forever. So recruiting drive no but this is a great opportunity for you to say you know this is where God has joined me this is where God has called me to work out what it means to love one another to, cons- to conspire together to be an expression of the body of Christ How do we do that? Well, we've got little phrases that we use. Let me use one of them. It should be familiar by now. Close enough to know. Oh, well, I didn't know. That's not an excuse. Sometimes that's an indictment. You know? Close enough to know. That means we put ourselves in proximity to do it. It means we listen actively to the person and to the Spirit of God. Second thing, love enough to care. To care to the point it matters. We can't just dismiss it, move on. Oh yes, God bless you. I'll pray for you, brother. No, love enough to care. Moved by what you hear and see so that it really matters. An empathy, a desire... To see a person come into the fullness of what God wants for them. The third element of how we do this is willing to pay the price. There's a price. Always a price. Always a price in in loving. Not that you buy it, but you express it. Kind of willing to say what might not want to be heard Willing to be faithful and loving enough to say what needs to be said? Willing to inconvenience yourself? You know, somebody has a need on a Thursday night. With Thursday nights, when I always wash and set my hair. You actually believe I do, don't you? Yeah, but not on a Thursday night. Willing to inconvenience ourselves, willing to give up our preference. Oh no, I don't want to do that, but that's what would be helpful. That's what we're doing. And motivated, of course, by Him to be those who are steadfast, long suffering, stick with it. You know, if He hung around for me on a cross, how can I avoid hanging around for others? You know, it's lovely. It's it's great to commit to people that are easy to get along with. Have you found that? Only three of you. Mm. <laughs> Don't say much for the people you're li- linking with, does it? <laughs> but it's not about that. It's really about continuing in what God says. It frankly it's a it's for people that can be difficult. You know, people that don't immediately respond. The people that God loves. And to be forgiving. When I see him forgiving me, I... Do you remember when we talked about this? We talked about the, um, the servant that was forgiven and then failed to forgive the one that owed him. See, so when you're forgiving, forgiven, you have no debt remaining. You've suddenly become, as it were, cash rich. No longer need to collect debts owed to you. And then, of course, to serve. Ha! Oh, this, is, this is the great one. Through love, serve one another. One of the primary ways that God gives is for us to serve one another as an expression of love. And, of course, what we often have referred to is this amazing story when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And it's this wonderful story. And, I mean, I, I, if I if I write a, a kind of um, drama or a, an opera, I, I don't have a plan to immediately do that, but that, that just comes into my head. Do you think... Where's Dave Simmons? Do you think... I should write kind of a, an opera on this, Dave? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See how, how definite that was. That story of Jesus getting up when all the others were failing to do it. The servant that's supposed to do it wasn't there. They're all looking at one another. Who's going to do this? And Jesus gets up and washes the disciples' feet. Then you get all that altercation with Peter. Peter had to learn to receive. And Then you've got this situation where at the end, he says, right, you see me, the teacher, do this. And I now say to you, go and do likewise. Go and do the same. When we see and experience God... Our hearts are softened to each other. It's not just about copying the example, but allowing the same spirit to work through us, to enable us. And we looked at different things. We heard testimonies. Sam shared about how his moment was interrupted, but he experienced God as God planned. I love the story that we heard from Trevor how he didn't want to be involved with others and then he realised once God touched his heart how much he missed others. As I touch God, it's expected that I'll love others more. But of course I do have to choose to partner with the Spirit. He won't overrule my choice. Now, if you feel that you're deficient in any of this, let me say again, it's not about being condemned, not about trying harder, it's about coming to him again Lord change my heart, make me more like you and we're going to come together now, we're going to share again this prayer in a song change my heart oh God make me more like you, let's stand together children can join us as well at this time we turn to you as the only one that can do what needs to be done, the changing of our hearts. Please take your seats again. Well, you've done very well joining in today, but let's give you one more chance. This is, turn to somebody, again, doesn't have to be that person sitting next to you, but it can be. In breakout rooms, you have the opportunity. What has God been saying to you during while we've been speaking today? What have you heard? Yeah. Just turn and say, maybe there's just time to do one thing. What have you heard? What has God been saying to you? Turn to someone, tell them. Then i got one more thing before we're concluded. Do you know, if you're feeling a desire to express your recommitment to God, to one another, to being part of where we're going together, grab someone and tell them. There's something about the power of confession. Tell them. Tell your family. Tell your friend over lunch. Text someone who cares for you. Or, if you wish, you can come and tell somebody in the prayer team. Now, if you'd like prayer, you want to say something, Richard? Okay. If you want prayer, whether it's prayer for healing or whether it's a response to something you've heard today you'd like someone to stand with you in prayer then the team will be in this area here otherwise if you want to keep talking because I cut you off midstream when you were just sharing what God had said to you today you're allowed to do that but you do need to collect the children or the children have been brought in okay all right have a great week
0: on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter
1: at Lifeline UK.